Hello, friends. Welcome to the Story Podcast. I am your host, Harris III, and I am so thrilled to have you joining us for our Storytelling Type podcast series. If you've been listening along the last couple of months, you know we've been talking about the five storytelling types. And if you aren't familiar with these five types, well, we spent the last several weeks discussing each type, the artisan, the amplifier, connector, investigator, and soon the revolutionary. At Story, we believe that every person falls into one of these five categories. And we're not trying to put you in a box. It just showcases your core motivation of what draws you to the power of story, why and how we tell stories and connect to them. And look, each of us, we can find ourselves in more than one of these five types. There's just, uh, each of us has a tendency to have this superpower that falls into one of those five categories. You're extraordinary at at least one of these. If you want to figure out which type you are, head over to storygatherings.com take the brief assessment. Before we jump into this episode, I just got to warn you, the price of tickets to Story 2022 is going up on August 1st by $100. Whether you're joining us in person or online, again, whether in Nashville in person or online, the ticket price is going up by $100. Both tickets going up by $100. Look, if you're thinking about joining us, go ahead and grab your ticket. Just head over to story2022.com. Grab it one before they're gone. The in-person tickets have been going fast because we rolled a bunch over from previous years. Uh, and two, you just don't want to pay more than you have to. So grab your ticket, story2022.com, save that money. Again, prices go up on August 1st. Once there, you're going to connect with a bunch of other people. You're going to find your people. If you don't have them, if you've been stuck in isolation as a storyteller, come to Story. Get connected. If you want to level up your skills as a storyteller, come to Story. Level up. Let us equip you with a better storytelling skill set. If you're finding yourself lacking in inspiration, come to Story. You will leave with inspiration in droves. You'll be inspired and equipped to do your best, most creative work. And even if you are connected, come with your team. There's a lot of teams from companies and very large organizations coming to Story this year simply because even though they're on the same team, they're feeling a little bit disconnected these days because they're not gathering in person as much and they're using Story as an incredible offsite experience. It's going to be amazing. Story2022.com. And speaking of connection, that's what we're discussing in this episode. This month, throughout the month of July, we're talking about the connector type. Look, if you've been around the story community for a while, you're very familiar with one of our favorite connectors, Mr. Brad Montague. Now, you're going to notice in today's episode, Brad, like all of us, has more than one type. He is amazing at connecting other people. It's so much of his draw. He also has a lot of of revolutionary in him. He's also a very talented amplifier. He's good at a lot of this stuff, just like many of you are. But he's an incredible creator, storyteller, who approaches all of his work with a vision for, honestly, just making the world a better place. And whether it's through his book, Being Better Grownups, his wildly successful Kid President video series, which just celebrated its 10-year anniversary, which is crazy, or his critically acclaimed children's book, The Circles All Around Us. Look, Brad's passion for guiding people together it's deep and compelling. I mean, it's baked into the title of that book, The Circles All Around Us. He's trying to inspire other people to draw a bigger circle that is more inclusive to build community. He's also the only speaker that has participated in story every year since I first produced it in 2016. More or less, Brad's unique perspective and really his ability to bring people together, it's at the heartbeat of everything that we do as story, and his impact is felt every year. Now, because Brad has imparted 
his invaluable wisdom on this incredible community year after year. We dug back into the archives for this episode. We found this talk from him in 2018 from the main stage. And as timely as this talk about the future was back in 2018, I couldn't help but realize that it's still applicable, possibly even more so in 2022. Here it is in its entirety, ladies and gentlemen, Brad Montague. Hi, people of story. How are you this morning? Oh, wow. It's amazing to be here at Story, especially since I just arrived here from the future. I just came from next year's conference. I know how this one ends. It's pretty good. Yep, between now and next year, a lot happens. All the problems in your life are solved. Ah, looking at you, it's so cute to see everybody. You look so different. Some of you've gained weight. <laughs> but everything's better in the future, I promise you. I've been there, I've seen it. It's really amazing. Like, uh, 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 Dwayne The Rock Johnson is president, and like, um, uh, oh, I wasn't supposed to tell you any of that. It spoils the time-space continuum. I'm ruining everything. But I do want to tell you there's other things like really, you know, uh, like diseases. Remember those? <laughs> those are done. We don't have those anymore. Yeah, pretty much everything's awesome in the future. That's because of what you're doing right now. And uh, I, uh, I, I'm lying. I'm sorry to begin this conference with a lie. I just did not know what to wear today. So... I was stressed out. Everybody always dresses so cool at conferences and this one. Every, like, look at the next next to you. Everybody looks amazing. And then I had to come on after this amazing Wonderland thing. It's like I made a handwritten slide. <laughs> I stressed even about what my slide would be. This was a rough draft of my slide. <laughs> and then I'm like, no, that's too, no. And then so I got more imaginative. And then I was like, no, I'll get an even better slide. So I just put Air Bud. Because <laughs> he's a dog that can talk and has amazing athletic ability. And he's had lots of puppies, like lots of sequels. Um, so then I settled on, on just this. And I'm not really from the future. Why would a time traveler put this on the back of their suit? I'm a fraud. But I just thought maybe, like, you know, be the talk at story you want to hear. That's what Gandhi said. Because, <laughs> you know, maybe I just need to zoom out a little bit, you know, get some perspective. The 3,000-foot zoom, a zoom from a year. My workshop where I work, I have this little studio, and behind it, there's a cemetery. So that gives me a little bit of perspective <laughs> because... I'll step outside and I'll be like, I just got an amazing gig. And they don't say anything. <laughs> and then there'll be other days where I'm like, oh, this is the worst day of my life. And then I'm like, oh, okay, sorry, guys. <laughs> so a bit of perspective. And maybe like reimagining the future could be helpful. Just thinking about where we might be in the future. Like what might happen at the end of the conference or, or next year where we might be. Like a lot of times when we think about the future, it's like a Mad Max version of the future where, where, where there's bad stuff happening and it's dark. And there's, there's just young adult dystopian novels to read. <laughs> it's a dark world. 
but instead, maybe we could reimagine the future, and you're the people to do it. So that's why I like, I'll tell you people, because you're the hope bringers, the storytellers. You are the people who are joyfully rebelling against what is and writing what could be, because that's what we do. We rewrite the future. It's like I always say, the future's not written for us. The future is written by us. Me. I said that. <laughs> Again, I'm lying. I did not say that. Uh, President Obama said that. Um, it's just I want to impress you people so much, you know? But he did say it to me directly, um, which is a big deal. And that's also a lie. I just wanted to show you that picture of me <laughs> with the president. Because I really met the president one time. And my whole family. And the president's dog. He likes Airbud too. So, what could we do to rewrite the future? Maybe you could imagine that I've returned here with a newspaper from the future. But here's the thing, you can't take things from the future into the past because it would upset the time-space continuum. So what happens is the newspaper I've brought to you from the future has some places that have been redacted. Like certain images are blank and you could just draw in there what might be there. Like to protect the time-space continuum, this image has been redacted. Or this is an artistic triumph that happened in the future. And this new work is changing everything. Maybe, what, what is that? Fill in the blanks here. A stunning display of courage, compassion, and creativity by you has left the world forever better. Humanity rejoices because you kept doing the same thing over and over and over. We could write the future and that's exactly what you're doing right now. And I think one thing that's been helpful is for me to think about where might I want to go and how could we write the things that happen. Because the stories you're telling, the things you're making, the world you're creating is literally recreating the world. You're reimagining the future that could be right now in the present. These blank lines in front of you, to some people it stresses people out. I've been to other conferences where they're stressed out by blank sheets of paper and blank lines, but you see them and you're excited because you see possibility. You see potential. And I see the same thing when I look at you. But you have a future to write. So I hope this conference becomes like a spark for you to, to add wonder into what might happen in the future by cultivating it right here in the present. Reimagine imagination. Maybe you've been thinking too small. Maybe you totally need to reimagine the way you imagine the world. It's like Mark Twain said this, that you cannot depend on your eyes when your imagination is out of focus. And for a while, my imagination's kind of been out of focus because the world can throw things at you. Like some things can happen like that. I worked for a long time on a project, like, like over a year, and it completely just one day of a phone call, and then it's gone. Everything dissolved. Not because they didn't like it. It was just, yeah, sorry, like everybody's been rehired and moved to something else. So I step outside my workshop, and I'm like, my dreams, they're falling apart. And the guys in the cemetery didn't really respond. David Brooks in the New York Times wrote one time about there's some goals that are resume goals and there's other goals that are eulogy goals. What are you working towards? When the dreams die, does your imagination die too? Maybe your imagination's out of focus and today maybe like you can get some, some LASIK surgery happening on your imagination where it comes to life. 
Maybe your dreams can come back and you can sing like you did as a child with Disney songs, like a dream is a wish your heart makes, which sounds really sweet, but there's an asterisk beside it because a dream is actually something you fight tooth and nail for every single day because it's super difficult to bring intangible things into the tangible world, yet you know it's possible because you can just make your priorities to be in line with your purpose. But that doesn't fit in a song. <laughs> a dream is a series of images that are in your head that doesn't fit. I get it. I get why they wrote the song. But I also get Mr. Rogers gets a whole lot of flack. Like sometimes people criticize him because he was so gentle. But you know, he did a whole episode that was a wish. He said, a wish doesn't make your dreams come true. <laughs> There's a song he even sang, two children, just wishing won't make your dream come true. And like, <laughs> that's like taking everything Disney said and going, nope. <laughs> Real cute, but that is false. It's a lie. And you know that. But at the same time, you know that dreams are real because they're in your head, but you want them to be in the real world. And there's that gap, that gap that we live in, those two different worlds. I exist on two planets that I visit from. One is youthful optimism and the other is grown-up cynicism. One is like, ah, a mud puddle, and the other's like, yes, a mud puddle. Like there's <laughs> this place in the middle that we live. And I want to tell you, we need you to visit both planets we need you to return and tell us that we can reimagine what we see. Tell us something better. Go back to your childhood. I had lots of things as a kid that I carried into adulthood that I didn't need to. A backpack that was way too heavy, filled with doubt and approval, desires and false beliefs about what things could happen, and I just had to unload it. Maybe you're still carrying it. Don't carry it into the rest of the conference. Unload it. Instead, let's carry some of that youthful, childlike spirit. Beverly Cleary, when she turned 100, they interviewed her about growing older, and she said, I didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> I love that idea. Like, I just, it just kept happening. I just kept growing. Maybe you're here, and you're grown up, and you found yourself in a position. You're like, I, I didn't do this on purpose. My dream for you is that your purpose is in line with your priorities. And every single day, is, your day is packed with purpose and magic. In the present, you're impacting the future. You're rewriting what happens next for everyone. You're reimagining the relationship you have with the world, the relationship you have with other people. When you begin to reimagine ima imagination, reimagine the people around you, I think imagination and empathy are what's going to change relationships and change the world. If children could grow up really understanding imaginatively what's happening in somebody else's life, like imagine a wolf and a sheep together, and it might have ended much differently, possibly pretty gory, except the sheep asked a little question, dear wolf, what's your story? We could just imagine the stories going on inside each person. I've been finding that that's happened in our communication. And we've seen it break down. And that's part of why we have a dark idea about the future. Because we don't see a way that we could all work together. That we could possibly imagine what's going on in someone else's life and world. But maybe we could reimagine together what's possible together. I've been taking this idea because I had a conversation with an internet troll, which is, a troll is basically just a person who forgot they're a human. And, <laughs> and, and I just started thinking about maybe he's just a person who wants to be loved. 
And maybe that person there in that image is too. Maybe Jay-Z and Beyonce are just that too. Maybe this guy. Maybe people, maybe I just need to start putting these stickers on my TV so anytime I'm watching the news, I just reminded every single comment online, every front page of the newspaper, it's just a bunch of people wanting to be loved. And when you begin to reimagine what the people are next to you, that they're not competition, they're not people that just need, you need applause from or approval, they're just people who are wanting to be loved. And so am I. I wore a stupid suit. Just a human who wants to be loved. <laughs> but we grow, and I've got these stickers. If you see you around, I can pass one out, and you can stick them all over the world. Let's let everybody know that we're just humans who want to be loved. When you grow up as a child, you kind of start in this little circle, and you're like, I'm just right here. It's just these people that I love and trust. And then the circle kind of begins to grow as you look around, and you add your friends to it. And then you start adding, your circle expands, and you add people that you get. And then the circle kind of grows as your, your imagination grows. But what if the circles around us, all around us could grow? Like there's a circle all around you everywhere that you go. It's the difference you can make. It's the love that you could show. And maybe if all of us could have a wider imagination about the future and the possibility of what's going on around us, that there would be more and more orbits of love every single room you entered would just completely rewrite the future, and reimagine what is possible. You may look at the things you've made and you're like, I can't just, I want to create beautiful things in the world. I look at Starry Night and I'm like, that is a masterpiece. We talk about Starry Night and you think about Van Gogh and the work he did, but do you know, you think about Picasso and all this work, he, look at that. I'll never make that. Do you know what? Van Gogh also spent a lot of time not just painting this beautiful work, Early on, he was obsessed with potatoes. <laughs> Did you know this? Like, at one time, he just like, was like, I'm going to paint potatoes. And he went from painting potatoes, and then, oh, there's another, he did another one, and it's titled People Eating Potatoes. <laughs> really? Over and over. I found, like, Van Gogh did tons of paintings of potatoes. Thank goodness, he said, you know what? Maybe there's other stuff. <laughs> hmm. Let me look at the night sky. Thank goodness. And then Van Gogh, like Van Gogh did this, but Picasso, he did this crazy stuff, you know, where he's looking at the world in this crazy way. He spent a whole lot of time not doing this, but drawing butts. <laughs> like a lot of butts. Like he drew things like this. He's like, I've got this crazy way of seeing the world. But a butt, no, he drew it just like it's supposed to look. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to change that. The world doesn't even know yet the stories it's been missing. It has no clue the songs it hasn't heard. It has no clue all of the things that it's been missing and hearing. And maybe you've just like drawn a bunch of potatoes, but we need Starry Night. We need to see things in new ways with new eyes. We need you to reimagine what is possible for you to create. Write the future. I actually had a, a goal in my life was to meet an astronaut. And I wrote down, touch an astronaut, and then I realized that if someone found my list, <laughs> be in trouble. I met an astronaut, I got to talk to him about like the future and things that would happen. And he said, you know, I tell people a story about how we could change things, 
because there's a dark idea about what the future looks like. But if you reimagine what could happen, you know, we talk about the planet. And he told me this story. He's like, you know, there's this idea that this is our planet. And on our planet, you know, it's where we live. There's 7.4 billion humans. And 1.8 billion of them are younger than the age of 15. You got this beautiful, precious planet. And if an asteroid was threatening that planet and headed towards our Earth, hurtling towards us to destroy everybody, he said, we wouldn't have to, like, send Bruce Willis and a team of space heroes. You know, in that movie, in Armageddon, they got Bruce Willis and they sent him. And then he made it explode. He said that we wouldn't have to do that. Instead, all we'd have to do to save our planet, if it's in threat, all we'd have to do is get a spacecraft, and not a very big one, no larger than the size of like, I don't know, like a 2002 Ford Taurus. (laughs) You could get the Ford Taurus, he said, and then we would send it in the direction, and then just apply a little force to it. And not like blowing it up, no explosions. Instead, all it'd have to do with the force of a feather to just give it a little, give it a little tickle. <laughs> just get it. Look, look at this. Just, just get it. Yeah. And then what would happen is then it would completely change the trajectory by millions of miles. That's it. Just saving everybody. It's not a very interesting movie. <laughs> but That's kind of the thing. We want to do something spectacular. We want to do something big when actually what changes everything is the small, simple, gentle, there's boldness and simple love. It's just a little nudge completely changes the trajectory of the future. Just a little nudge. A little nudge from you every single day. At the end of the day when you lay your head on your pillow, did you make more positive nudges than negative ones. Little nudges can create big change. Saving everybody. I gotta tell you, I I want us to reimagine the future and I think one thing, we never really kind of talk about it, we talk about the future in kind of fearful words. But I wondered if today maybe we could have a pep rally for the future. And I'm gonna be handing you some flags here and I just want you to think about what all might be ahead for you. And, and grab this flag, and, and we're going to have a pep rally and really think about what's going to happen, you know, next for you and next for her. And those folks in the balcony, hi, and you. What are we going to do? What's going to happen because you were here? Now, I know I told you that maybe I've been to the future and that, well, I lied about it. But what if I told you I actually have been and that I brought back something? I know some of you don't like spoilers, but do you want to hear what happens? (laughs) Kindly disregard if you don't want any spoilers about the future, but as you celebrate what's happening next, can I tell you there's lots to celebrate? In the future, you're going to talk. You're going to say words, some of you much more than others. (laughs) Sometimes you're going to say things you regret, like yes, Or no, or I think I'll post all my political feelings online in, po- in all caps. <laughs> there are, however, a few things you're going to say in the future 
that you won't regret. These are things like thank you, I love you, wow, or meow's it going. <laughs> this is something that you only speak to little animals. It's, it's because you learn something about people and being kind to everybody that's living, even yourself. You see, in the future, you're gonna think a lot of things. You'll think about your life and, and how you live it. You're gonna think about dying and you'll think about your tombstone and you'll think, I want something amazing on my tombstone. So you'll say, maybe I'll build a statue or maybe I'll put some, something really amazing that I accomplished on there. But then wisdom will prevail and you realize the highest compliment that could be paid to your life or any human's life is that dogs and children loved this person. So you ask for that to be put on your tombstone. However, your family realizes that letters on tombstones are really expensive. So they just write, love, lived, lived. And then you realize that's actually a really good thing, that maybe you lived, like freely lived. And some of you, some of you, you will. I've seen the future, it has lots of things in store for you, including, I wrote this down, food. In the future, you will eat food, and some of you will actually pause and enjoy it. It's been said that if you have food in your fridge, you're richer than a large percentage of the world. You'll realize just how rich you are, not just in ways like this, but the massive gift of time you have in every moment. You're going to have moments, and I can't tell you how many. You're gonna have breaths, and I wish I could tell you, but I can't tell you how many. There'll be some moments you'll not be proud of. These are moments where you chase after success and not love. Moments you listen to applause more than people. Just please, I beg you, as someone who's traveled through time and seen what happens next, be aware of the moments where you forget to be in the moment. This all goes by so fast. You wanna hit pause, but you can't hit pause on time. You can hit pause on yourself, though. You can stop being busy with things that don't matter. Some people, as New Year's roll around, they'll say, punch the New Year in the face. Show it who's boss, not you. Because you know time is not something to be conquered, it's something to be experienced. And also, you know that the boss is Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> In the future, you'll experience love, you'll experience loss. There'll be days so full of beauty that you just can't take it and you can't find the word, so instead you don't speak, you dance. There'll be dark days too where things are so heavy that you can't find the words and it's so devastating that you don't speak. Instead, you cry, but you also dance because you realize that joy and sorrow are not enemies but instead dancing partners. And the more you dance every single day, the more you live. I wish I could tell you everything. I wanna tell you it all, but my time is short. But just, this is the way it goes. Know that regardless of how much time you have left, it matters, all of it. All moments are packed with magic and don't miss the magic show. In some moments of weakness, you'll forget to be you. And I know that sounds silly, but dear friends, it's true. The future will be dimmer in those moments, but then you, 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 you shine through. You, that's what the present and future desire, you. You're all sparks to goodness's fire. You'll be surrounded by magic, but won't always see it. 
You'll have chances to be a change maker, but you won't always be it. Fellow travelers through time, some moments must be rearranged, but please never forget the future is something you always have the power to change. In the future, this room will do what all awesome humans do. That's live and invite others to live too. So may you live and invite others to live too. Please, 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 I'm begging you. I don't mean to spoil it, but it's a glorious future, my dear. The future is much brighter, and it's simply because you are here. Flags up. To the future. Thank you, Story. love that the future is not written for us the future is written by us maybe you've been thinking too small maybe you need to reimagine the way you imagine the world this is powerful stuff right especially right now at this moment in time and again you can sense that brad has this extraordinary ability to bring people together to connect them but he's also a revolutionary he's trying to tell stories and inspire people to come together to reimagine the world. There are so many unknowns right now, so many uncertainties, disconnections, and fears swirling around these days. But despite the crushing weight of all these uncertainties, there is still hope because we choose to remember that it exists. Brad even goes on to explain that reimagining what's possible brings us together, connecting us in ways we never thought possible. That every time we enter a room, we are given the opportunity to open up our circles, our hearts and minds so that we can collaborate for a better world together. Guys, we need each other. The direction that the world takes from here going forward, it's up to each of you. It's up to each of us. And if you choose to live in isolation, shutting others out for fear of disagreement or fear of friction, nothing changes. No one wins. Look, you have a story inside of you that was meant to be shared. Let's connect with each other. So how will you draw others in or meet others where they're at? so that a better world can be experienced. And I hope that you take a few minutes to think about that and do something about it because it's more possible than you realize. Like Brad said, you will have lived. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this conversation between me and you and listening in from the archives on the conversation that Brad had at Story a few years ago. He's going to be joining us again this year in Nashville at Story 2022. Again, you do not want to miss this year's event. It is going to be unbelievable. And his incredible ability, talking about Brad now, his incredible ability to bring light and community into our hearts and minds, it's just unmatched. So again, there's still a few in-person tickets left. Be sure to secure your seats. You can do that at story2022.com. Make sure you do that before August 1st so you can save 100 bucks. Whether you're joining us in person or online, ticket prices go up by $100 on August 1st. All right, I'm Harris III. So glad you joined us. Your continued support and subscribing to this podcast has helped us land in the top 100. Sorry, top one. I almost said top 100%. Of course, we're in the top 100%. You've helped us land in the top 1% of podcasts in the world. That is amazing. We're so grateful and humbled by your engagement. Keep the reviews. The ratings pouring in. It's a huge help. It's a small way of you showing gratitude. 
to the entire team of people that pour their heart and soul into making this podcast possible for you. You'll notice we don't have any ads on this podcast other than encouraging you to join us for a conference. There are no advertisers. There's no constant promotion. There's no commercial breaks. Uh, we literally do this because we love serving this community and we're humbled that you would continue listening. So if you love the podcast, just drop a little review that way we can continue to create great content tailored just for you. All right, that's it for this episode. We'll see you. We've got some amazing episodes coming down the pipeline. So we'll see you back here again very soon on the Story Podcast. The Story Podcast is a production of the Astoria Collective. It is hosted and curated by Harris III and produced, edited, and mixed by Chad Michael Snavely and the team at Sound On Studios. All music is provided by the talented musicians at Soundstripe. For more information about this podcast and other creative offerings from Story, visit storygatherings.com.